News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sakota, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes with real estate questions, some insight into the the ins and outs of buying and selling homes in the studio with me, my buddy Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Good morning. Good morning, Chuck. Good to have you here. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans, so we're paying back to the vets, and they do a great job. They come in as a team and do a great job. 357-0813. 357-0813. Brad, good to have you. Good morning. Thanks. Got a call a couple of weeks ago from um, a gentleman who said, hey, who's the home inspector uh, group that you uh, talk to that hires veterans? Yeah. I said, got a call by friends over at Home Team Inspection. So yeah, I had yeah. somebody call uh, me from Canada, uh, from Toronto, who's mm-hmm. moving into town uh-huh. and uh, had picked up y'all's name and said, have you ever heard of these guys? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good thing. Also, my son Greg here in the studio. Instagram is his location for hanging mm-hmm. out. In fact, you posted a show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a we picture post, of we our, post it every uh, now, now and then uh, at of We the Sell show. Louisville. You can find it. I copy you at Bob Sekoler. You can yep. find us out there. Or at uh, WeSellLouisville.com as well, right? We're everywhere. Coming up a little later in the show, this one's going to shock you, especially my wife, Sandy, uh, who listens to the show. Uh, when I, I'll explain to you the story around Sandy and then what this is so, why this is so important. The top 10 grimiest spots in your home, according to science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how you guys science. rank on this. All right, let's go to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. My name is Susan. Yeah. I bought a home about two weeks ago and moved in last week. And during the inspection, my inspector discovered that the water was coming into the basement through the cracks. It had not rained that day, but there was some sort of evidence that water had come through the cracks. We uh, requested it to be repaired, and I was given a receipt from a reputable company that the repairs had been made, and there was a warranty on it. But during the rains this past week, the cracks that were supposedly sealed allowed water to come into the basement. I called the company that did the repairs, and they said they had no record of ever coming to the home. Mm. Now what? Mm. On a legal level here, Chuck, what uh, what's your thought? Mm. Could possibly be fraud. Mm. Uh, I had a situation where that actually was the case. Uh, so, you know, if uh, I would go to whomever gave you the uh, warranty and that paperwork said, where'd you get it from? And mm-hmm. then just follow the paper trail back. So the first thing you need to do is contact your agent who yeah. represented you. Find out wherever that paperwork came from. And That's right. And then follow the trail. Right. Um, one of the things that we try to tell all of our clients uh, on the selling side is whatever you do, whenever you have repairs done, have them done so that you've got a receipt with the printed name, even a license number on that receipt. Yeah, that's always a good idea. Which is a good idea. And I think um, from your your side of the spread, it, just as inspections, yeah. you're going to suggest the same thing? And, we are. Yeah. yeah, so when we're seeing any sort of moisture intrusion, evidence of it, maybe it's a brown stain, maybe it's it's something else. So it, we see water there like we've seen with all the rain that we've had here lately, they're pretty easy to spot. Yeah. But even when they're drier times, you're going to see evidence of the water. So we're going to be identifying that, putting it in the report, and recommending that it's reviewed by a you know waterproofing professional, foundation professional. I will tell you one. Of the, you know we 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 deal with a lot of uh, repair requests mm-hmm. and um, responses, and I um, I had one last couple of weeks ago uh, at night. I sent it over to Brad just yeah. to take a look. It's the first time I'd ever seen this that the repair request 
came in from a buyer and buyer's agent that also listed the dollar amount for the repairs. Mm, I yeah. never heard, I never saw that before. And you, typically, is it isn't it um, atypical and not necessarily? I want to say kosher for the buyer agent to put a price of what the repairs are or an inspector to put that in there? Well, the home inspectors are not allowed to make repairs uh-huh. for the first 365 days after we do the inspection. That's part of our, our essentially our code of ethics. Mm-hmm. So home inspectors, you know, I've not seen them actually create estimates. Of course, the one that you forwarded over to me, mm-hmm. they were clearly there. Now, I'm wondering, though, there's some there's a, prol- a proliferation, uh-huh. good Sunday morning word, yeah, no, mm-hmm. yeah. of companies that are providing estimates through the internet. So you send a repair request list over and then they just send it back to you and say, this is what it's going to cost in this area. I don't know how accurate they are. I've seen the companies they've approached us, but since we don't provide the estimates. Yeah. And and I think on some of these and I, and it's okay Mm -hmm. if it's um, a water foundation problem, just picking that to call in a water foundation expert to give you an estimate and, and, and supply that with Mm -hmm. the repair request. Sure. That's great. Right. But it's when these are random numbers are popping up on these. Here's what it's going to cost. How does? How, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's honestly that's the buyer's agent doing their their buyer a disservice because they might just be throwing things out there that aren't necessarily right. legitimate. Yeah. And the seller's agent, if they're legitimate, yeah. are going to come back and say, "Okay, well, that's fine. Prove it first. Where did your estimate come from? <laughs> if it just came from yep. Joe Joe Schmo off the internet, or get a licensed reputable company in there to give us an absolute answer, which." You should be doing it. Right, but back yeah. to the original question for Susan. So fraudulent repairs, follow the paper trail. Yeah, Chuck follow says, the paper yeah, trail. Right. Find out who gave it to you. And, you know, could be a technological issue, logistics. They didn't uh, mark it down in the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, could, you know, that kind of thing can happen. If that fails, contact you. Oh, uh, absolutely. Right. So, yeah. again, Chuck's number because I, 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 yeah. I trust Chuck uh, implicitly. Uh, 499-6360 is the way to get a hold of Chuck. Okay, next question. This is you're going to love this question because we haven't heard about this in a while. A long time. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Pete, and yeah. I got a question for yeah. you. Yeah. I've heard about mold and radon, but what is Chinese drywall, and what do you do about it? Ah, Pete. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So that was prevalent in the the t- nineteen or, or two thousand and like four five six seven eight nine ten yeah right? that's yeah that's true it wasn't as as uh, prevalent here in this area but certain parts of the uh, the country had a huge amount of Chinese drywall that was that was sold in their markets the challenges with Chinese drywall is that you're not really sure what's in it. Uh, the quality is, mm-hmm. is suspect. The materials that are used in it are are, are problematic, um, and they smell right. That they was smell, the key. Yeah, there's a there's what a, was the smell? It's an off gassing. I think that it was an ammonia byproduct, a urea type hmm. type product mm-hmm. that was used as part of the the process to to squeeze it together. So let's back up here. Sheets. So what what would happen was I, I what I remember from that time period. I was in the mm-hmm. industry, and I remember that there was a shortage of drywall, yeah. and they so they went to. China and they bought drywall and built yeah. bulk, and then that became a problem. And then builders, yeah. the ones that did use it here, they had to replace it around the country, had to replace it as well. The, the One of the big challenges is that it was causing, because of the formaldehydes and other chemicals that in it, it was causing uh, reactions with metals, particularly copper. Uh, mm. So there was a lot of deterioration, a lot of corrosion, uh, as those materials attacked other things that were in oh, the uh, in the wall. Um, electrical lines, uh, and yeah, there was um, 
a lot of it ended up having to be removed by builders and replaced with normal gypsum board. So this had me starting to think about, okay, so that's one thing that's that was common, but what other problems might we as homeowners who are in here, all four of us and many people who are listening are homeowners and or potential homeowners who are renting right now, what might we have to worry about down the road or be concerned about? So, and Brad, you're the perfect guy. And Chuck, you may already know about this just from the knowledge base. So the first thing is asbestos tiles and tape. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was for years. And isn't it amazing how we've come so far full circle where we were using materials. Well, look at smoking. You know, mm-hmm. there was a, it, all the commercials back in the 50s and movies they had. But we were also using asbestos for floor tiles. And are those... Typically nine inch by nine inch yes. floor tiles. Yes, okay. that's that's the correct. That's the size, right? That's what you see. And sometimes it may be three layers deep under floor that you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. in your house right now. Because that's the way to do it. To cover it up is exactly. easier than right. 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 And so, that's and that's actually the trick for asbestos is that you have to keep it encapsulated. So uh-huh. when you talk about the asbestos tape, you want to make sure that you don't break that tape because the fibers are released. Uh, the part that gets into your lungs and causes all the issues. That's only released when those when that the structure of it is broken. So we see you know we see uh, asbestos like materials in houses. We're not going to go peeling away at them mm-hmm. and take samples to find out whether or not right. it's asbestos. If it's painted over, it's taped over, covered up. That's the way that you want to just maintain it. So, and then we're talking not only tiles. What we're talking when you say tape, there's tape around the venting That's system. Yes, and so you can encapsulate that as well. You can encapsulate that. You also see it yeah. on hot water lines. A lot of times, oh. it'll be the insulating cover over a hot water line off an older hot water tank. Now, when you go to replace that, chances are the plumber is going to require that it be remediated and removed properly. Yeah, EPA is very strict about very this. Very strict. Yeah, yes. and they have yes. regulations. Got Guidelines. In fact, one of those big TV shows that we watch mm-hmm. on TV, the, was big, got, the big, big one, the big one, got into big trouble because they were on camera doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. Have respirator masks, and, lead yes, paint, and EPA yeah. came yeah. after them and said, "Hold it, folks." Google, right? It. Got yeah. a problem. No. Okay, another item that we have to work. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, I remember uh, getting one of those long uh, poles with the scraper on the front of it and taking up those uh, mm-hmm. asbestos oh, tiles. Really? That's all you use thirty years ago. Oh yeah. man. Something else that we all are in tune with here, but you may not realize this, folks, is radioactive risks. And by that, radon gas. Radon. Colorless odorless said to be the second leading cause of lung cancer. It occurs naturally beneath the surface of the earth from the decay of radioactive material, which is down there. And it mm-hmm. just decays and the gas percolates up. And we happen to live on a limestone layer that yes. could be porous or solid. Right? Something That's that correct. Brad taught me right. when he came out to check our house was that when it rains, yes. it helps push because of the barometric pressure, That's I guess. Right. It helps low push pressure. low pressure mm-hmm. helps push that uh, that gas up yeah. so your numbers are higher. So when it you know and it look makes at, now look at my son. Brad's Brad telling me this is our this is our, our tribe. <laughs> yeah, here. there you go. So tests that are conducted and if you haven't done a test and I was in a house they didn't have a test yes. recently. It's just very difficult. Mm-hmm. And now they really need to know, especially if they're living down in the basement, right. that could be problematic for health. Yeah, and I, I go into a lot of homes where people have workout fitness rooms down there. They're running on treadmills, and, and they find out, you know, when they go to sell their house, yeah, they've never they, had a test. They find out that they have very high levels of radon there, and then they start thinking, uh-uh. you know, what, what have I been breathing yeah. here over the last several years? 
and it is, you know, it's interesting because they've EPA's actually changed the language on this rather than saying it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. Mm. They actually are now saying it's the leading cause of Ooh. lung cancer for non-smokers. Wow. That's yeah. a big change. Yeah. Lead is another problem in paint. 1978, they basically outlawed using it, but there's still a lot of homes that have it. Yeah. And so we all go through hoops and we have to fill out forms with lead-based paint forms, but that's something else that we, we have to wor- worry about. Yeah, and it's in many of the homes that were built before 78, it had actually been phased out. So it's, you don't, by 73, it was really kind of going away, but it could still be there. But by 78, it was, it was gone completely. Then there's bad gas. And I'm not talking about the food that you might burn every once in a while on a stove. I'm looking at you, Chuck. I'm just kidding. Um, But no, the the gas in terms of carbon monoxide, do all of us in here have a carbon carbon monoxide detector in there? And I bought one because we had done the show on this, and uh, there's a it's on, but it's, there's a red light. So I'm now worried. Does the red light mean it's on, or does the red light mean there's a problem? I don't know. Mine doesn't have a light that comes on, but I also have a monitored system too. I've got both uh, um, in my house. I'm not. We'd have to look at your. At your I'm not to look at it. it. I'll look yeah. at it. Yeah. Does it give a reading on it? A no. measurement? No. Okay. You think I should get one that has a reading on it? Well, it's 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 nice to see. It. You're going to have fluctuations, yeah, particularly right. in you know time. Yeah. If you're in a home with natural gas. You know, it's gonna it's gonna go up and down. Yeah, the worries of owning sorry a home. Yeah, airborne alerts, to, uh, installing new carpeting, repainting your walls. There are these the smells that we see. That's a problem. Musty menaces in bathrooms or in basements. A musty odor. I can tell a we've got a mold problem in a house the moment I walk into a in a oh, basement yeah. or mm-hmm. that we've got accumulation that needs yeah. to be looked at. Um, there's another one here. Teeny tiny terrors, microscopic dust mites, and live in the furniture, carpets, bedding. I know Black Diamond had, and I think they still do, dogs that do bed they, bug checks. They have multiple dogs. Th- that do the bed, bed bug dogs. checks. Yes. That's why yes. carpets dogs. are going out, yeah, of, uh, going out of style now. Well, I think that's something too. A lot of people are allergens. And, and then there's you know. mice and mice that we got to worry about, too, and creatures that get into our um, into the ceiling, that mm-hmm. uh, into the roof cavity there that you never know. So, All right. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sakota, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Kim. My yeah. question of the day is, if my husband and I are getting a divorce, how would we go about doing it? Should we split the property, or should I allow him to keep the property? What exactly are the processes that need to be completed um, or thought about? So, Chuck, what, what is your suggestion on this as an attorney? My suggestion is go to an attorney who practices domestic relations. Uh, that's not a, a question that can be answered uh, because what you split up is dependent on your particular scenario. There is no one-size-fits-all divorce. Got it. So that's a great que- answer. Yeah. But and So it's too – Yeah, but there's, there's absolutely no way to answer that. If he has yeah. a, a trillion dollars sitting in a 401K over right. there – well, do you want to divide up the houses and call it even? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever is best interest to both of you. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Are happen- Unfortunately, yeah, plus with children, and I mean, there's just there's just way too many variables. All right, well, let's move on. I visit a lot of homes every week, and Dolores and Charlie called me in to talk about selling their home. But I learned something that actually really concerned me. When you built this house, what inspections did you have? Um, well, we had all the inspections by the by the building people that uh, you know for deck and and electric and uh, plumbing and uh, all of those. Did you have Did you hire a home inspector to come in and look at everything that was done by the county building inspectors? Um, I don't remember. We'd have to check. I don't think so. 
Okay, so that's problem number one. We see this a lot. Buying a new home, people say, oh, well, the building inspectors have inspected the house. So let's just go into this, Brad. Yeah. The, the building inspectors are fine, but they don't look at a lot of things that a home inspector looks at. Right, that's correct. And the other, the other thing about those, the building inspectors is they are looking at the systems where they are placed at the time that they are in there inspecting. We've had situations doing new construction inspections where clearly the way that a uh, hot water tank here recently was installed, it was not vented correctly. Mm. And the, when we pointed that out, the, the superintendent said, but it's got the code sticker on it. Well, the superintendent of the building of the site. Builder. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Got right. Yeah. And the, the, the problem was that they had moved it after the, after the original install because they had to put some other, a wall structure up. Wow. So yeah. So in Kentucky, Home inspectors are actually forbidden from discussing code. We'll never we, we the the regulations stipulate that we cannot discuss code at all. We're not code inspectors. So in a new construction, yes, there we depend on those professionals and those those code inspectors to identify those. But that's just the various systems of the house. It has nothing yeah. to do with the way that the you know, house is insulated or how you know the uh, the flooring covers over the the vents. Uh, there's not a door put in a wall. I think we talked about that a little while ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so the room the, to nowhere, you know, couldn't get into. So back to Dolores and Charlie. So then I brought up another topic that I, we were talking about was radon and radon testing. Did you have a radon test for this house? No. You were wondering, though, about possibly doing a test yourself. Yes. What type of test were you thinking of having done? Uh, Whatever we need to have done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking about... You're going to like a Home Depot or well, Lowe's? I don't know. I, we just, I just threw that out. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, whatever we need to do, if we, got, if we need to do that. But you were thinking about a self-test. Yeah, I was thinking about if there's a radon detector that can be put in that, uh, that would tell you if it's radon. Yeah, see, that's a problem because it's just it's these cheap tests and there's not a, any accuracy to it. Right. For the charcoal canisters that can't be used in a real estate transaction, of course, somebody could use it to monitor and it's just going to take a snapshot in time and give you an average number. The modern radon testing equipment that like home team uses, it's, it's, it's all, it's giving you those readings every hour over the period of time. You can also install, there's consumer grade continuous radon monitors that they could put in that are very sensitive and give it, uh, number at any time that they look at it. So, Chuck, I need to ask you, wrapping this particular thing about radon, there's a company that's in Michigan mm-hmm. that sells services for radon testing here. Mm-hmm. And they they do it wrong because at the end, first of all, they don't do electrical properly, but then they have another problem where they send out a self-test kit as opposed to having a, an actual licensed radon mitigation mm-hmm. specialist do a reading. Is there anything legally that consumers, buyers or sellers who have hired the service when they see this self-test kit and realize this is not legit, is there anything that can be done? I'm betting that there is all kinds of small print saying, hey, this is, you know, the junior G-man kit. Um, I am betting that uh, the laws of caveat emptor would also apply or the rules of caveat emptor. 
you know, you get what you pay for. But the thing is, if you're doing it for yourself yeah. and you're not, uh, yeah, that's one thing. But, yeah, uh, but if you're but if you're doing it for someone else, right. well, you, that's where you're going to run into trouble. I mean, anytime if I were to walk into a house and say, "Hey, this is a great house," all of a sudden I've just become a building inspector. You're going to be held to the standard of the building inspector. Yeah, that's a problem. So you just you don't want to do that for someone else. We'll talk more about this down the road, but uh, folks, please. When you, if you have a house that you're having radon tested, hire a licensed mitigation specialist who does Absolutely. a 48-hour test. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, well, because it's cheaper to do the box test yeah. from the normal. Well, and people but, don't know also you got to make sure you leave all the doors shut because if you're coming in and going out, you're yeah, opening the, the airflow. I understand that, but that this, is a, this is so serious, and it's such a mm-hmm. problem, and we, we're letting, we need to talk more about it. Yeah. Licensed professional. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, in the studio, Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner, owner of Home Team and Inspection services. They hire vets. They do a great job. 357-0813. My son, Greg. Yep. And you can reach him at Instagram uh, at wesellouisville.com. And you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. When we come back, the top 10 grimiest spots in your home, according to science. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. Good Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sakota, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you. And in the studio, some great folks. Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job getting you close. And Chuck is also very entertaining, I can tell you that, at closings. 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Services. They hire vets. They come in as a team. You can reach Brad and the crew 
at 357-0813. My son, Greg, hey. who is over at Instagram. You can reach him uh, at uh, WeSellLouisville.com, and you can reach me anytime, especially for the Guaranteed Sale Program or just to come out and sell your home normally, 376-5483. We come out, we list it, we sell it. We have no extra fees. You can cancel anytime with our Guaranteed Sale Program. All right. Top 10 grimiest spots in your home. When I saw this, I said, I, I got to bring this up. So wife Sandy is amazing, very clean, uh, great homemaker. When we go out to dinner, she makes sure that, tell me if you folks either do this or you know somebody who does, she makes sure the silverware, whether if it's in napkins, or never touches the actual table. Mm. And the, her theory is, and she's kind of got it here, I, I, no one can can refute this, that there are germs on the table. Let's face it, the, the waiter or waitress comes over, they wipe the, the table down. Who knows where that has been? And now you put silverware on top of that, and now that germs are transferred to the silverware. So I kind of kid her, but I know she's she's actually right about this. So here's what she doesn't know. So the, among the dirty things in the house, right, 10 grimiest kitchen sponges, of Stop. Yeah, that's going to be my vote for number one. That's number one. If yes. on your uh, after-dinner dish duty, you might want to think before twice before reaching for your trusty sponge. They are filled with bacteria. Yeah. Would so, never use a sponge. Here's something else. Video game controllers. If your kids are using uh, one of the video game controllers for yeah. whatever, yep. filled with uh, germs. The coffee reservoir. And oh, Sandy, yeah. uh, Sandy no. I'm talking to you, kiddo. We have the type, the brawn, where you fill yeah. up the coffee reservoir. That morning cup of joe could be putting you in contact with a major amount of bacteria. Yep. That's according to the researchers. Now, mind you, it's going through a brew cycle, so it's getting heated up, and I don't know what the, what temperature it's, it's like at the restaurants, and I used to be in the industry, where yeah. when the, the tea, the big colanders where the tea sits and the coffee machines yeah. and the, the, the way they get clean, they're, they're more susceptible to E. coli right. and all sorts of bacteria. Right. Well, they tell you that all the time. And I'm sorry for this morning breakfast for you, but you've got to hear this. Also, toothbrush holder, that contains oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cutting board where we cut, whether it's cheese or meat or whatever it might be. There's Get a, a dishwasher safe cutting board, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's separate. According to um, the University of Arizona, there's 200 times more bacteria on the average cutting board than a toilet seat, which, by the wow. way, is a real problem. So one of the things they suggest, always have the toilet seat down when you flush. Because whether you know this or not, when you hit the flush button and the toilet seat top is yeah. up, oh, yeah. micro particles of water containing whatever's in there flush with it. So seat down, so not not just the seat, the top yeah. of the toilet to lid. contain the lid. And then uh, cell phones are filthy, stove knobs are filthy, purse handles are filthy, the kitchen sink, even the pet bowl where the pets yeah. drink and eat, filthy. So I the just, cell phone thing is big now. There's a lot of companies is, that create these little UV lights that you can put your phone in at the end of the night that supposedly kill all the germs. And there's bacteria. a lot out there, yeah. and you wonder how we're still living. Back to the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, Good no, morning, no. Bob Sekolder. A Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Terry, yeah. and I just had some questions for you. Um, as far as the fees go, once the house is sold, um, what are the fees and how are they split up? Okay, so I'll talk, let's talk realtor okay. fees usually. And again, we're not allowed to say, okay, this is the average. So, But the norm is anywhere between, uh, I would say, 5 and 7% in Kentucky. And part of that pays for the buyer side, part for the seller side. 
There's some admin fees in some cases. Now, what are some of the other fees, Chuck Crosby? Uh, well, you're going to have transfer taxes and prorations. Uh, so a seller sells a house. It's a dollar per thousand, or as the county clerk likes to say, 50 cents per 500. That's nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, then you've got the prorations of taxes. Uh, that It's not really a charge. You know, it's just apportioning the bill, but it, it affects the bottom line, and everybody looks at it and goes, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that always is a question. Yeah. Attorney fees, yeah. uh, they average from what to what? Well, generally uh, between three fifty for a cash and you know four sixty uh, for uh, uh, a loan involved. Uh, title insurance is going to be the same no matter where you go. There's recording fees, typically about a hundred bucks if there's a mortgage involved. Mm-hmm. It's cash deal, seventeen dollars for a deed. And then overnighting of payment to usually the bank, thirty bucks. Thirty bucks there. And I'm trying to think: Is there anything else that might be attributable to a closing well, cost? Oddly, um, sellers uh, pay a settlement fee and a uh, doc prep fee for deeds and things like that. You're supposed to bring a deed to closing. Well, most people don't happen to have one in their don't back have it pocket. In my back pocket, right? right. Yeah, gotcha. so we yeah. we do that, um, and it differs from area to area. That's why on the contract, uh, yeah. whenever you sign off on it, it says whatever's uh, you know normal in your. Back of the woods. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or in your area. So that that is a general guideline. I know we went through these fast, but um, your agent, your seller agent, your buyer's agent um, can come up with uh, very quickly the list of what those are. And if you want, reach me, uh, reach out to me, 376-5483, and I'll send you a link that will help you come up with those uh, lists. And if you want to see the future of uh, photography, go to louisville3d.com. Our thanks to the folks here in the studio. Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you next time. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. I hire vets, and they do a great job. 357-0813. Thank you. Also, my son, Greg, thank you. See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAN.